Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Hoot Board Podcast. It's the Visitor Information and Destination Marketing Podcast, and I am Brian Reynolds, and with me is my co-host, Satya Shahade. Satya, how are you? Good. How are you? I'm also doing very well. Uh, we are very lucky today. We are being joined by the Executive Director at Discover Schenectady, that is Schenectady, New York, and uh, with us today is Todd Garifano. Todd, how are you? I'm doing great. Thanks. How are you? Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for joining us today on this very cold. We are recording this uh, in February, mid-February, and we just had a deep freeze. And uh, so thankfully the power is still on for all of us and we are here and we're going to be talking destination marketing talk. And uh, so, yeah, thank you for joining us today. Uh, Todd, I uh, just wanted to kind of get to know you a little bit more. Uh, just kind of maybe an introduction of uh, you know yourself and uh, your experiences so far, and uh, and talk a little bit about uh, your role at Discover Schenectady. Yeah, so I'm fairly new in my role here at Discover Schenectady. I've been on the job for uh, just a little over a month. Um, prior to that, I've, I've spent uh, many years in the in the tourism industry, over 30 years. Um, I was president at Discover Saratoga for about eight years. Uh, Saratoga Springs, New York, just up the road from us a little bit. Uh, but I spent a lot of time on the hotel side, uh, global sales uh, for Carlson Hotels Worldwide. I was um, also a regional marketing manager with Amtrak, uh, but uh, really spent the majority of my career on the, uh, the tourism side. No, yeah, no, that's, uh, that's great. Um, that's great. Uh, yeah, Amtrak, that is very impressive, by the way. Um, I'm always impressed whenever I see the trains go by. My son is really big right now. I'm watching train footage, and every time he sees Amtrak, he right. recognizes the logo now. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'd perk up every time I see you hear that. Um, yep. So tell me a little bit, uh, what do you like about the destination marketing industry? Uh, seems like a good fit, but uh, just tell me what it is uh, things you like about it. Yeah, you know, it's there's always something different going on. Every day is never the same. So it's, um, you know, we, we've kind of gone from destination marketing really to destination management um, over the last few years, um, really become more aligned with economic development, our partners on, on that side. And, you know, as we as we market and manage destinations, we're, we're keeping, you know, um, just really, you know, top of mind, you know, everything that kind of goes into it. It's not just heads and beds anymore. Um, you know, it's really all about the destination and how you can have that positive influence on the local and, and regional economies. That's that's pretty amazing that you say that because I, I keep hearing about this uh, transition and this is almost an industry-wide transition. Some of them calling themselves uh, not just DMOs, but DMMOs uh, for destination, standing for destination marketing and management organizations. Uh, tell, I mean, you have been in industry long enough to have seen that transition, um, I, I would presume. Tell me how that came about. Like, what was the realization happening? you know, over the years and uh, tell our listeners, you know, especially those who are new in this industry or who are thinking of joining, uh, why uh, it's important to think of destination management as much yep. as marketing. So, a couple of things. And, um, you know, I, I think when the light bulb went off for me um, in Saratoga, so, you know, Saratoga was kind of going through another, you know, renaissance, if you will, and, and, and trying to attract new industry and, you know, new business, trying to uh, diversify itself, you know, if you will, not just a, a one horse town, forgive yeah. the silks behind me. Most, <laughs> mostly, yeah, almost <laughs> um, literally one horse town. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. So, you know, trying to get away from that. And so, you know, the semiconductor was a big, um, you know, was a big um, target, you know, for Saratoga County. And, you know, we realized, you know, and, and talking with our economic development partners, okay, you're, you're trying to attract, you know, this industry, what's, what's a good way of getting, you know, those decision makers into town, you know, to, to see and experience everything that Saratoga has to offer. But, uh, conferences, meetings, you know, so let's try to attract, you know, semiconductor conferences and meetings and get those decision makers into town rather than just going out and trying to cold call and, you know, um, you know, and, and invite folks in. So we're able to do that. And, you know, it really kind of led to, you know, a snowball effect, you know, not, and, and, you know, and the wheels were turning before all this happened as well. This just kind of, you know, helped mm -hmm. um, the process. So, um, Long story short, fast forward, you know, 10 years, 12 years, 13 years later, uh, Global Foundries is now here employing over 3,500 people. That's uh, awesome. Uh, you know, semiconductor chip manufacturer, uh, but a foundry. So they manufacture chips um, for all sorts of yeah. um, companies and applications. So that, that was huge. Um, also, you know, you think of management, um, you, think of, you, you think of tourism product development, you think of um, sustainable tourism um, not being overextended in tourism, so you're really trying to to manage. You're not just you're not just you know out there selling. Hey, everybody come to Saratoga all at once. You know we we want you here. You're really yeah. trying to manage that process and and manage you know what it is that you have to offer. And 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 also, I mean, the undercurrent I see is like having having a core strategy and looking at looking at what the core strengths of a region are and then you know building upon that it seems like that's what you guys did at uh, back at saratoga springs uh in some ways um is that is that a fair assessment is that a fair way to see yeah and, and so you know we want to bring that same approach to schenectady as well and there was there's some great things happening in schenectady obviously before i got here um schenectady is you know it's, you know, the, the original home for General Electric. Um, you know, you talk about innovation and, you know, um, you know that, I mean, Schenectady is, I mean, this is the hub. This was like the world's leader for that. Um, you know, and obviously you go through changes over the years and, you know, the most recent past, we've seen a renaissance in, in downtown Schenectady with the development of Mohawk Harbor along the Mohawk River, Rivers Casino coming in and, you know, with Schenectady Metroplex, which is our economic development arm, just doing a, an amazing job in redeveloping, you know, the downtown. So, you know, I see us coming in to complement, you know, what what they have begun and partner with them. I, you know, I talk about collaboration a lot. Um, yeah. and I say we a lot because it, it is we. It's, it's it's all about all of us working together, um, you know, to to forge that success. Yeah, and I I was going to ask about that. Is like how does uh compared to a destination marketing only or an organization thinking of themselves as destination marketing only uh, compared to a management organization, how does your day change on a day-to-day -day basis? Are, are you doing a lot of conversations with your partners at the economic development and you know the, the county and the city? Uh, how does yeah. that differ? <clears throat> I think one of the biggest um, takeaways I had from Saratoga and what I'm trying to apply here also is having those um, regular conversations. So, you know, having, you know, 
just getting together, you know, for coffee on a regular basis with our economic development folks, our downtown uh, business improvement district folks, uh, Chamber of Commerce, um, you know, so all of those, you know, different organizations who all have, they all have their individual uh, missions, but collectively, you know, we all have the same mission, right? Yeah. So let's just get around a table, have a cup of coffee with no agenda. Let's just have a conversation. What's going on in your, your world? All right, what's going on in your world? How can, you know, let's see what ideas kind of come from that and how can we support one another? Yeah, that feeds from one. And, and I, I imagine in a conversation like this, but it's almost an investment is you're talking about multiple things, you know, 60, 70, 80% of them don't go anywhere, but there's like this yeah. small percentage that are going to hit, you're going to hit a call and then you guys end up doing great things together. That's exactly it. And that's the goal. Hey, Todd, yeah, I had a question. Awesome. I had a question yeah. about, um, so we've interviewed a few different types of VMOs and uh, destinations. Uh, one of them, you know, is a kind of more of a worker kind of focused uh, destination for workers, kind of traveling workers kind of situation. I want to get to know the clientele a little bit more for uh, Schenectady. Can you talk a little bit more about what kind of the destination uh, the area serves or what kind of is a tourism kind of thing or is it what kind of uh, yeah. like the people who pass through or, or that kind of uh, experience uh, that they Schenectady serves? Yeah, so it's it's definitely a mixed bag. So, you know, I mentioned General Electric, right? Everybody knows GE worldwide. Um, so we still have a, a huge presence, you know, with GE downtown and even um, outside of downtown. We're still the home of their global research and development um, area, power generation. Now we have wind, um, you know, so there, there's a huge GE component still. Um, that aside, you know, we also have, um, and we kind of talk about our pillars and our magnets, you know, what, what, you know, what does Schenectady have going for it? Most recently we have, um, you know, one of the state's uh, very few uh, full service casinos. So that was just built uh, right on Mohawk Harbor and it's, it's, it's opening up the whole Mohawk River, uh, which is also the Erie Canal. So, you know, which travels you know, all across the state into the Great Lakes and, and so forth. So the, the, the tourism component as far as leisure tourism is, is really, um, I don't want to say it at the beginning, but it's because it's not, it, but it's at a renaissance. It, it's coming back, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, we're, leisure is, is, you know, something that we're, you know, we definitely have and, you know, whether it be you know, families or, you know, folks coming to the casino, folks coming, you know, on the, on the canal. We're also, you know, two and a half hours north of New York City, two and a half, three hours south of Montreal, two and a half hours to Boston, three hours to Boston, um, and, you know, four hours to Rochester, Buffalo, five hours to Buffalo. Um, so we're kind of like at, right at that crossroads as well. So it's, it's, it's a great um, stopover, you know, on your way to somewhere else, spend a couple of days, you know, walk, you know, around the, uh, the stockade uh, section, which is a very historic and one of the, one of the first um, historic, you know, destinations in the state. Um, you know, so we have that, you know, and sports is huge. We have Union College right here, which is Division One hockey. Um, you know, so we really have a mixed, a, a mixed bag. As far as meetings and conferences, um, you know, we, we have facilities for that too. Um, and again, kind of being in the center of the state. So the statewide association market is, is certainly, you know, big for us because it's, you know, we can draw from all parts of the state. 
my the hometown I grew up in, yeah, it's uh, it's in western Kansas. And if you live between Kansas City and, and Denver, it's right on I seventy. And, and one of the big draws they have is like you're stopping on your way to Denver, or they have big conferences there that are drawn from like uh, what you just discussed there. It's like a nice centralized location of uh, if it's like anything western uh, kind of area. So it sounds very similar to like an area I grew up in, uh, where it's like you know all the Boston and New York and Buffalo and all the high populous areas and if it's a centralized sure. location it's convenience it sounds very convenient for that kind of experience now if i i always get amazed by especially looking at the modern era of uh, destination development like last 10 15 years maybe 20 years uh, a lot of interesting things have happened uh, cities and um, counties like yours have realized hey, there's all these like, let's say waterfront area that was used to be old warehouses for whatever reason. Philadelphia yeah. has the same exact thing. And now they're realizing, wait a minute, this could be real attractions that could be converted into really make it not just for visitors outside town, but even for citizens to come in and, you know, yeah. live in there. And I think, I think that draws in a lot of good, um, both from an economic development standpoint, but a visiting visitor um, standpoint as well. My question to you is, uh, for any destination, you know, thinking of developing spaces, developing areas, what, and you have done this multiple times over, what is the, what are the steps they should start taking, right? What are, what is it that they can start doing um, and of course, everyone's going to take a different path and they're going to, you know, muddle their way through. But what are some things to watch for? Like if you want to throw a couple pieces, a couple nuggets of advice there. I would say start those conversations, you know, get everybody around the table, start to have those coffee conversations and, and talk about, you know, things that, you know, and have your, um, you know, one of the um, folks around that table that I, I didn't mention was our um, uh, preservation uh, folks as well. So, you know, preserving those, you know, those things, you know, about your heritage, you know, whether it's architecture or, you know, whatever it is. I mean, you want to, you want to be authentic, right? You want to, we want to have things that are authentic to, that will differentiate you from, you know, somebody else. Um, but in terms of development like that, it's about having those conversations about, and about, you know, um, just really kind of identifying, you know, what those assets are or what they could be. Uh, waterfront is huge and, and you're right. I mean, that's, you know, I hear that from so many different, you know, destinations, not, you know, in this area, but also around the state and around the country as well. And so, you know, Schenectady has done a great job in, in starting to redevelop those areas and make them accessible, you know, to your point, not only to visitors, but to uh, residents alike because it, it really kind of speaks to the quality of life. And, you know, when you have that quality of life, then you can attract, you know, people not only to visit, but to live and stay and work and, and so forth. So um, we're fortunate with, uh, with, our, with the Mohawk River and our access to it. There's also uh, trail systems um, that were recently um, just all connected statewide. So now we have, we have the Empire Trail, right? So you can go from New York City to Schenectady, to Buffalo, you know, all along, you know, the Mohawk Corridor um, on your bike or, you know, or what have you. So like biking is huge here now and it has been, you know, but now again, we're, we're seeing that renaissance. Um, 
I have a question about the uh, pandemic and I'm just listening and those people in the area, if you're not familiar, we are in a pandemic. Uh, last time I checked, still going on. And I'm just curious about how does, uh, how has Discover Schenectady adapted to the pandemic thus far? And what does, uh, you know, spring and travel seasons are coming up, obviously we want to be safe and everything, but what does an opening up look like uh, if we ever get to that point? So it is all about health and safety, right? So it's all about conveying that message that, you know, Schenectady is, you know, safe, to visit because of all the things that we're doing. So because of all the protocols, all the guidelines, you know, that we're following from the state and from CDC, um, you know, making sure that, you know, our partners, you know, restaurants, hotels, inns, attractions, um, that they are following the guidelines. We have a pledge, as many other destinations do as well. Um, you know, from our partners as well as from our visitors. You know, you agree to wear your masks, socially distant, you know, we agree to do the same and clean and all those things. So, you know, health and safety, you know, I think that's going to be in all of our marketing and messaging and everything that we do, you know, going forward for the foreseeable future. Um, we're kind of inching along in terms of uh, the reopening. So um, our casino is at 25% capacity, but they're open. Um, you know, our outdoor attractions um, are, are doing relatively well. Um, hotels, you know, we're, we're open, you know, and we're, we're, you know, we're hoping for, we had some, you know, a little bit of good news uh, two weeks ago from the governor when uh, they allowed, um, weddings to increase to 150 people or 50% capacity of the venue that they're at. Um, that starts March 15th, um, along with a lot of other, you know, protocols, testing and, you know, everything else, um, individual county sign off on those events, things like that. But we're hoping that that logic that they used for weddings will translate over to meetings and conferences and other social events as well. <clears throat> so we're able to, you know, increase you know, capacity there. So we, you know, every time the governor has an update, we're, we're on it. We're, we're watching, we're listening. Um, we're working with our statewide association um, and their lobbyists uh, to advocate, you know, for our partners and for our industry, um, you know, using every little bit of knowledge, you know, that we have, you know, to, you know, make sure that we, we do that in a safe uh, manner. We're not being reckless by any means and just saying open it all up and, you know, we're ready, come on back. We want to make sure that people are going to be safe and um, we're not going to have to shut it back down, you know, because of, you know, because of, you know, someone being reckless. Right. Yeah, that's, that's, that's very important. I mean, getting, getting that safety uh, piece first. And I, of course, everyone realizes it by now. I don't think that's a, that's something uh, new here, but I think it is just, again, I, I would imagine getting coordinated with every other um, body and your partners in the region and the stakeholders in the region is uh, so critical there. Um, Todd, last time we talked, uh, you hinted, you said something that struck, struck me, right? You talked about the quandary uh, briefly, the quandary about whether or not to market the destination as you think about reopening. How are you making those decisions? How are you deciding how much to invest in marketing and i'm sure there's some lessons learned from both from you to others and then there's other people doing that so what have you been yeah. seeing from the rest of the market talking to a lot of folks you know so whether they're around the state or around the country you know 
fortunately, we, we have good um, industry associations like uh, Destinations International. We've got groups like uh, Longwoods uh, who put out great information, uh, studies they're doing all the time, um, looking at, you know, future travel trends, you know, when are people saying that, you know, they, when, you know, will they feel like, you know, they're ready to travel? Do they feel like they're ready to travel? And, and where do they think they would want to go? Um, so we're listening uh, to a lot of those uh, reports and basing a lot of our decisions on that. We're also talking to, you know, our local hoteliers, you know, seeing how, all right, well, what's the summer starting to look like? Are you starting to pick up, um, yeah. you know, where are they coming from? So we're using a lot of research, a lot of, statist a lot of statistics uh, to, to try to drive those uh, decisions. And so, you know, cautiously, we're looking at, you know, a, um, a summer campaign, you know, that'll largely be targeting um, our regional audience, um, regional but yet still the two and a half three hour drive distance yeah, the drive, yeah. yep so targeting that and then looking you know further ahead to uh to the fall we still have you know proctor's theater is is a is a huge economic driver for schenectady it's um uh just a just a beautiful uh facility right in downtown and and they attract um you know all the the big broadway shows once they go out on the road but even before that, so when Broadway shows are preparing to go out on the road, oftentimes they'll come to Proctor's in Schenectady uh, to do a tech, if you will. So they'll start to um, kind of build their show to be prepared to go on the road. So they'll stay with us, you know, three, four weeks as they, as they do that. Um, and then, you know, typically in years past, they would, they would stay, Frozen, for instance, was just here um, two years ago. And, you know, as they prepare to go out on the road. And so, you know, just before they go out on the road, they'll do a series of shows here. So, you know, whether it's a week, week and a half. Um, now, you know, because of the restrictions, you know, the feeling is, you know, they probably won't be, um, they being proctors, be able to open to a full capacity this year still. You know, maybe in the fall, we don't know. I mean, right now they're not open at all. Um, so if that's the case, then, you know, it may not make sense for them to open their doors and, and go through that expense, but we still want that tech here. So they're still, you know, those shows are still going to go on the road. So, you know, if we can attract, you know, four or five of those, you know, here this year, it's, so that's going to generate, you know, room nights, it's going to generate some, some economic, you know, activities still. And, and we want that. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a really good point. And Brian, if you don't mind. Uh, one question that came off that, uh, I mean, talking about local attractions like Proctor's and even local businesses for that matter, um, obviously have been um, heavily, heavily impacted by this pandemic. Uh, how are you as the local authority working with uh, these stakeholders, uh, working with the local businesses? What are the pro programs that either you're trying with the idea or you have already started in terms of uh, helping them get back up to speed, uh, if there are any? Um, and of course, visitor information on the back end, like how are you gonna, we talked about safety and other things, how are you gonna get some of the information to visitors who are within uh, the region or have you started thinking about those things when things open up? Yeah. 
So in terms of helping local businesses, you know, we certainly, you know, use our, our reach, you know, to get their messaging out. So whether it's social media channels, newsletters, um, you know, what have you, um, you know, whether it's, you know, promoting, you know, restaurant takeout, you know, programs or uh, any kind of promotions um, they have local, you know, shop local, um, supporting local business. Uh, so doing all those things that we can. There's a couple of new um, promos uh, that just came out. One is uh, split the bill. So, you know, a couple of, uh, you know, a food distributor and a uh, beverage distributor got together and, um, you know, designate a day, you know, come dine in, you know, our restaurants on this Thursday and we're going to split the bill with you. So you the customer. So, you know, we'll split the bill up to, you know, $50. Um, awesome. So, which is pretty cool, right? So, you know, person goes in, has a great dinner. They take a picture of it. They, you know, post on social media with a hashtag and then they go on to the website, have a picture yeah. of their receipt also. And then that diner gets reimbursed, you know, for up to $50, which is great. And it doesn't come out of the restaurant's pocket. It comes out of, you know, those sponsors, you know, who are doing that. So really great initiative. Um, so we're, you know, hopping on board, you know, with things like that. That's awesome. um, you know, in terms of uh, hotels, you know, we, we have a lot of, um, obviously, and we're doing it, it looks like, you know, the three of us today, we're all working from home, right? So, yeah. um, you know, you have a lot of people who are working from home, um, who just want to get out of their house, they want to work somewhere else, you know, so we have hotels um, that are doing, you know, work from here, you know, packages kind of a thing. So, you know, bring your lap, we got Wi-Fi, we got coffee maker, we have water, come work in a hotel room for the day and, you know, just get out of your house. And then you can enjoy the pool, restaurant, you know, everything else, you know, all the other amenities that that, uh, that property has to offer. So we're, you know, promoting those things as well. Um, and then, you know, kind of looking towards the future, you know, like I said, we're, we're you know, looking at a couple of, uh, close in campaigns that um, that will be targeting the local area. We're doing a, um, a promotion now for, uh, for meetings, you know, knowing that as meetings are starting to happen again, um, most oftentimes they're, they're hybrid um, in, in functions. So you've got some people that are live and then you've got a bunch of people who are on Zoom uh, or whatever other mechanism they have that, but they're, they're remote. So, that obviously leads to increased AV costs. Um, so we're offering an incentive for new business books, you know, in this year for this year, uh, we'll cover up to $500 of your AV costs, you know, for groups mm -hmm. with a minimum of hundred roommates, you know, that kind of a thing. So doing different incentives, you know, to help, uh, to help that side as well. That's great. That's awesome. That's All right. Awesome. All right, Todd, one last question. Uh, thank you for your time once again uh, for joining yeah, us. Cool. I know we have one more question I really need to get across to you is this one's very uh, curious to me. What would you say is Discover Schenectady's biggest needs and uh, how do you accomplish those needs? Yeah, so, ooh, hmm. <laughs> well, we can always use more funding. Give us your list. Money, there's money. We always use more money, that's money. for sure. We're, you know, we're very fortunate, uh, I will say, because I know so many of my colleagues uh, in this industry have, um, you know, they've just been devastated. We're all, you know, basically driven one way or another by a bed tax, right? That's what funds organizations like ours. Um, but when you have nobody staying in your hotels, you're not generating that bed tax. So your, your budget is uh, really under attack. 
mm-hmm. um, you know, those who have healthy reserves, you know, those who have a more diversified funding stream, not just Fed tax, you know, I think are doing a little bit better. Um, those who are in, you know, destinations that um, have great outdoor attractions, the ski areas are doing great right now up north. Yeah. Um, you know, so they're doing okay. You know, for us, you know, we're fortunate in that, you know, our bed tax gets funneled through the, through the county, through Schenectady County, and then they um, uh, distribute the funds to us as well as proctors and uh, other tourism, you know, related functions, but they're, they're behind us, you know, hundred percent. So they did not cut our funding through all of this. Um, you know, we're, we're whole, which is great. We've got a, you know, healthy reserve. Um, but, you know, at the same time, you know, there, there's opportunity for more. So if we're able to increase our funding, um, you know, through whatever mechanism it is, um, you know, I think the stats, the stat was before the pandemic, I don't know if it still is, but for every dollar, spent in tourism marketing, you can expect $9 to come back to your local economy. Wow. Um, So so that's a huge, you know, ROI, right? So the more we can, you know, promote and market, the more that's going to come back to us. Um, But, you know, it kind of goes back to the earlier point, when's the right time to get out and spend on tourism marketing and promotion. So we want to be very careful and, um, um, just careful and, and, and just, you know, uh, be mindful of, of how we're spending those dollars and where and when. Mm. Exactly. Exactly. Thanks, Satya. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, Todd has so many good nuggets. I, it just kind of drives my, drives, uh, some more questions on my end. Sorry about that, Todd, but um, <laughs> talking about funding and um, this model, which is very, I mean, looking at the tax dollars, uh, obviously those tax dollars from hotels, uh, beds and heads is not gonna go away. Uh, but do you think uh, your industry uh, or our industry will generally start looking at uh, you know, augmenting some sources of revenue, given that now that the pandemic has happened and, you know, the loss of revenue is so fresh in everybody's yeah. mind. It, it really exposed us all, you know, this, this pandemic. It really, you know, kind of showed you just how fragile that model is. Um, you know, there, there are some, some different mechanisms out there now. There's um, tourism improvement districts. Now there are tourism recovery improvement districts, uh, kind of re- rebranding there. It's still based on bed tax though, but it, it, it kind of puts, it puts the control back um, into the DMO and not in the government. Um, because, you know, let's be honest, I mean, Schenectady County could have said, you know, listen, you know, you're funded by bed tax and there's no bed tax. We can't afford to, to float you guys. Oh. Um, thank God they didn't. Um, but there's places around the country that had that experience and, you know, and it's, it's shuttered. It's either led to a lot of layoffs and a lot of, you know, a lot of heartache, um, you know, or it's, you know, significantly reduced their capacity. So um, we absolutely have to look at different funding uh, mechanisms. So, you know, been very pleased partnering with you guys um, and, you know, the opportunity um, that the kiosks kind of provide us to do that, you know, in the future. Um, so we're looking at that. We're looking at um, monetizing our website uh, more, 
you know, those types of things. But um, we absolutely have to get creative and look at different funding mechanisms. Different funding mechanisms going forward. That's that's really good, Brian. Are we? Uh, what yeah. else do we have? I think I think that was the final question there, Satya. And I, actually, I want to point out that Satya had a very insightful. I remember he and I were talk, were talking a, a while ago, and I remember Satya saying that um, you know as soon as safely uh, and then secure and uh, everyone, I think well, there's going to be a, a floodgate of people who are going to make up for lost time and not being able to travel around. They're probably I think it's kind of example of when you talked about like people working from home we've been we've been cooped up for almost over, well over we're looking at a year now and i think yeah. when it becomes safe and uh to get out um you know all that time that was lost uh, in the areas and the dmos uh, they're gonna be making up for some and then some uh, oh, with people and, and to that i mean the, i'm glad you bring that up brian because to that i think more importantly it's not about the six month fatigue or a year-long fatigue i think people have realized to their core how to look at what we value, right? Like what are we, you know, we have realized, we have seen some of our closest family members. Thankfully, my family kind of, it still has scraped by, the, uh, the pandemic is still on, but some of us lost our closest team, uh, like family members, and we are now, okay, where should I be investing my time? Can I be yeah. going, out, going out traveling with them? Can I be spending more time with them? And I think, I think, People are just going to come out of this with an entirely new attitude towards life. That's that's just me. I'm I know I'm usually optimistic about things, but I think I think right. I'm ready, um, and I'm pretty sure a lot of people are. So I don't know, Todd. What was your take on that? Um, I, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. You know, I you know we've experienced it. You know, ourselves, my wife and I, and um, you know, just kind of looking at our past habits and you know just the just the grind you know that you get into day to day and you know having spent so much time home and with each other and not killing each other yet yeah, yeah not <laughs> um you know but but you start you, you realize you know you know I, I you know we've been doing this all wrong and um you know it, it's it's an opportunity to to you know break that cycle and break that habit uh, yeah and just change yeah. the way you live so that's right. more appreciative I do, Brian. I do have one parting question. I want to give um, Todd the opportunity to explain what's the T-shirt behind them, and for our uh, <laughs> listeners Curious. who are going to be listening to this on a podcast, Todd has a frame of a, a black frame with an orange T-shirt uh, with a black diamond on top of it. He yeah, just pointed his camera. Todd, you know, here's here's a. <laughs> opportunity to plug your region i know it's the the neighboring one but that's fine. yeah it, it's funny because you know right thanks well you still have to you have to change your office from you know sarah discover saratoga to discover schenectady but so behind me that's um those are actually racing silks so my wife and i are part of a uh, racing uh group called manhattan racing stable and so we've been part of it now for uh maybe 15 years so it's a group of people that buy into ownership shares of racehorses. So we were never the country club type or, you know, that kind of thing, but we love going to the races and we love going to polo. But um, a friend, you know, approached us a while back, friend of a friend, um, and, you know, said, you know, this is a great social yeah. activity, great, you know, fun thing to do. It's not really expensive and it really wasn't. Um, to get in so you know for 
whatever, you know, it can be as little as 2,500, you know, you can have a percentage of a racehorse. And so being right here in Saratoga in our backyard, you know, it just made sense. And we've been into it ever since. And um, I mean, the big thing is, you know, we can go, we go to the back stretch. We, you know, we go in the, the stalls and, you know, go see the horses and get up close to the trainers and, you know, jockeys and, and all that stuff. So it's, it's been a lot of fun. We've run one a few times. We've actually won at Saratoga, which was great. That's um, awesome. There, Saratoga is, if you don't know it, it's, uh, it's the, actually, it's the oldest um, operating sports venue in the country. Yeah. Um, over, over 150 years old. Um, it's, um, it's our, you know, it's our Yankee stadium, our, you know, the average, you know, 20, 20,000 uh, fans a day over a 40 day meet. So you think about that, it's more than the Knicks or the Rangers or, you know, anybody like that, uh, you know, averages. So it's, it's a lot of fun. It, it, you can go there, you sit in the backyard with your shorts and a t-shirt on, you bring her a cooler full of beer. Or you, you know, or you, or you, like or my wife, you, you put the hat on, you know, you, yeah. you dress up, you do all that too. And you, know, it's, you can have a different experience every time you go. That's awesome. That's, That's awesome. awesome. Well, Todd Garifano, Executive Director of Discover Schenectady. Uh, thank you for joining us today on the uh, Hoop Board Visitor Information and Destination Marketing Podcast. Uh, it's been a joy talking to you. We've learned a lot and um, uh, really, really appreciate you joining us. Well, thank you guys. I enjoyed it too. And now it's time to go out and snow blow again. Snow blow. There you go. <laughs> That's what's going on. All right. Well, it's fun. Thanks, guys. All right, guys.